Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. We have been talking about God's rewards and how they will determine our place in heaven. Whether we reach heaven or not is not determined by our works. That will be determined by our faith, our belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. But even as a believer in the Lord and being a Christian, we are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for the works that we have done in our body. And those works are going to be judged. And on the basis of that judgment, we are going to be rewarded. And that reward will determine our place in heaven. Now, the scriptural foundation for this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and verse 13 to verse 15. Each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. We saw that the nature of this fire that our works are going to go through is at least threefold. The test of reliance, did we do this, depending upon the Lord. The second test was the test of motivation and credit. Who were we doing this for? Were we doing this for our glory or for God's glory? And the third test was the test of love. Were we motivated by God's love as we did these works? The scripture says as we bring our works before the Lord, they are going to be tested. And to the degree that these three aspects are not in our works, they are going to be burned up and we will suffer loss. We talked about this yesterday. Suffering loss. Yes, even as a Christian, knowing that our eternal salvation is secure, we can suffer loss. Even in this verse, it says he himself will be saved, but he will suffer loss. Loss of the potential reward loss of our place in heaven that that reward would bring to us. It is possible to suffer loss. Second John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, Look to yourselves that we do not lose those things we worked for, but that we may receive a full reward. In 1 John 2.28, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. The worst thing that could happen is stand before the Lord as a Christian and be ashamed because all of our works are burned up and we have nothing of worth in our life that would merit a reward. We need to be diligent about the things of the Lord. We need to be about our Father's business. You know, this would raise the question, is it possible in heaven that there's tears. Would there be tears in people's eyes because of the loss that they would sustain through this judgment? I think it's possible. But listen to what Revelation 7 and verse 17 says. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them 
and lead them to living fountains of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Scripture says there's tears, and we don't know exactly the source of these tears or the reason for them, but perhaps it is applicable to what we have already said, that there is some regret and remorse because of the judgment. But I believe that this verse is telling us regardless of the judgment and regardless of how much of our works are burned up, there will be no lasting shame or regret in heaven. There will be no lingering remorse. God will wipe those tears away from our eyes. Heaven is going to be heaven. And it wouldn't be heaven if constantly we were thinking, oh, if only I had done more. If only I had focused on the things of God. No, I believe he's going to wipe all those tears away from our eyes and heaven is going to be enjoyable. We're going to be content and we are going to enjoy our place and our responsibility there. But that place and responsibility will be determined by this judgment. I just think it means that once we are in heaven, we are going to be given the responsibility that we are suited for and that we have earned. So regardless of the outcome of our judgment, God will not love us any less. There'll be no shame or regret that we will experience that judgment that will go with us into eternity. It will be wiped away. However, our position and scope of responsibility will be determined by what we have done on this earth. Now let's go on and look a little closer at the parables that Jesus gives in relationship to this topic that gives us additional insight into this whole area of reward. The first is the parable that Jesus gives in Luke chapter 19, verses 11 to 27. I'll begin reading at verse 12. Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Now let's try to identify as we read this parable who these people are. This certain nobleman who went into a far country to receive a kingdom for himself and to return, of course, is the Lord Jesus himself. He is the nobleman, the son of the king, who is now in heaven but is going to return again to this earth. So let's go on in verse 13. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. Now, who are his servants? Well, his servants are those that are part of his household. The servants are you and me, everyone that has named the name of Christ and has come into his house. We are the servants. And he delivered to them ten minas and then said to them, Do business till I come. Now, what are the minas that he has given us? Now, the minas in this parable is money. But what does the mina represent as far as you and I are concerned? Well, it does represent money, but much more than money. He's given us breath and health and strength and talents and abilities and giftings and the knowledge of the gospel and has given us a commission to go unto all the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. We are to undo the works of Satan and we are to bring glory to God. This is the business that we are to be about. Just as Jesus at 12 years of age became aware that he had a heavenly father and there was a mission for him to accomplish on earth. And he told Mary and Joseph, I must be about my father's business. I pray that those words would describe our life, that we are about our father's business. This parable says he gave each of his servants a mina and said, do business till I come. 
the Lord is going to return, and we are to be about the Lord's business until he returns. Now let's go on and read verse 14. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Now who are these citizens? Well, the citizens are the rest of the people that's on the earth. Not everyone on this earth is a follower of the Lord Jesus. There are other citizens. And the attitude of these citizens to the Lord range from indifference to outright hostility. In this particular parable, it said that some of them hated him and they would not have this man to reign over them. Well, there are a lot of people in this earth that do not want to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ and have him rule over them. This parable is very indicative of the day that we're living in right now. Verse 15, And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Do we live with this understanding and in the consciousness of this truth that the Lord is going to return and when he returns, he's going to call us in and we are going to stand before him and he wants to know how much each of us has gained by our activity. How much have we advanced the kingdom of God? How much did we do to benefit the kingdom of God? According to this parable, every servant is going to stand before him and give an account of what he has done. Now, of course, this is consistent with all the verses that we've already read in the scripture that we are going to stand before him and give an account. Verse 16, Then came the first saying, Master, your mina has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. Now notice what happens here. The first man has gained ten talents. The Lord commends him and then gives him a reward. And the reward is authority over ten cities. The reward is a place of rule in the new kingdom. And this is what we have been sharing. That the reward that we receive for our works on this earth will determine our position of rule in the new kingdom. We're going to be doing something in heaven. Sometimes people have a picture of eternity that we're all sort of sitting around and we're constantly singing songs before the Lord. Now, as much as I enjoy that and I, I love worship, but I have a hard time thinking that for eternity, we're just going to sit around and be singing songs. Yes, our worship is going to be eternal, but that worship is going to have a form of responsibility. We are going to be doing something in heaven. There are responsibilities that we can't even imagine that God has planned for us in eternity. And our position of rule in that kingdom is going to be determined by what we do on this earth. Now notice in verse 18, the second one comes. Master, your mina has earned five mina. Likewise, he said to him, you also be over five cities. Now notice he doesn't commend this servant, but just gives him a reward. Now, the first servant was commended and got a reward. His mina had gained ten. This man had gained five with his mina, and the Lord rewards him for it. But the implication is that possibly he could have done more, and so the commendation is lacking, or at least it's not recorded here in Scripture, but he does receive his reward. 
Now our time is gone for today, and we are just reaching the point in this parable where the third one comes and has hidden his mina. Now we will pick this up tomorrow, and it is very important that we understand what the Lord said to this third servant. We'll talk about it then. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.